Hi everyone, Ryan here. We have a normal episode of Summoner's Call for you this week, but before we get into Fire Emblem Heroes, I wanted to talk a little bit about what we've been hearing from people in the video game industry this week, and a few podcasts you can check out for some further discussions. Over the past week, there have been many stories shared by brave and strong people in the video game and content creation industry, focusing on their experiences of harassment, abuse, and sexual assault. We discussed this on episode 423 of The Gamer's Inn, around the 40-minute mark. Please do check it out if you haven't already listened. Also, my co-host on TGI, Jocelyn, discussed the news in relation to the WoW community with her co-host Manny on Farazeroth in a standalone episode titled Sexual Misconduct in Gaming. Both episodes will be linked in the show notes. Thank you for taking the time to listen to these discussions, and thank you to those who have chosen to share their stories at this time. It takes incredible strength. We hear you. We believe you. We all need to do better to make this industry safer for all. Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by The Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. That's good. It's a a bit of a light Fire Emblem Heroes week, but uh, we do have some exciting, uh, exciting segments when we conclude our talk of Sacred Stones and announce... The return of Game Club. We've got plans, um, best laid plans, right? I mean, you know, sure. because they are basically your plans. And I'm like, yes, approved, stamp. Uh, let's do it. Um, let's not delay. There's, who knows what the apocalypse will say about that this year? You know what? Three weeks is a is a long couple months in these days and age. So uh, we will see how that goes, and we will report back when we know more. Um, but in terms of Fire Emblem Heroes, we are gonna we are gonna just um, kind of go over some stuff here. We got some some housekeeping, and then we have a one news story, and then we'll be right over to Sacred Stones. So just sit tight, folks. Uh, for Fire Emblem Heroes, we've got the banners. The weekly revival banner sixteen is running. Tempest Trials banner ends on the 29th of June. Book four Midpoint Morale Morale and more ends on the 30th. Summer Passing ends on the 18th of uh, July. Summer Returns ends on the 6th of July. Heroes with Form Skills ends on the 3rd of July. And the Father Complex Fray ends on the 7th of July. I did not realize that was the name of that banner, and I'm concerned. Father Complex Fray? Like they have a Yeah, co- it's a father all characters com- who have father complexes of some sort or Okay. Like I just Annette's hit- hunting for her missing father. Um... Ross is trying to live up to his father. Mm-hmm. I don't know Marita or Altena. Well, although Altena from her, she was the one she considers her father kidnapped her when she was young. You know, I don't know about Marita and I glanced at the other four in the thing all gotten through other means, I guess. Um, and I think, I don't know if they, uh, let's see, I think Michaelis was one. So he, I think he killed his father. Uh, but, you know, I'll have some kind of father issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess I just didn't. Uh, it, well, this shows how I play the game. Like, I, I didn't really calculate what it was, what the banner's name was. I just hit something like, OK, which one of these do I want? Summon. OK, red. Obviously, uh, I I didn't know summoning this week. I'm kind of pooling my orbs as I contemplate my next moves. Uh, we do have another summer banner coming up. 
and a legendary banner coming up. So I'm, uh, I'm nothing of note in terms of summoning. Eddie, you're the same, eh? Uh, yeah, just did the free summons, and I don't recall any five stars popping up. Yeah. I did look it up, and it's um, Alphonse, Xander, and Lloyd. I don't know enough about Lloyd to know what his father complex is. You know, Alphonse wants to live up to his father, mm-hmm. and Xander, well, his father's got issues. Well, maybe uh, maybe it's the fact that his father named him Lloyd. Like, could that be the issue? No, no offense to those who are named Lloyd, even though that... What I just said sounded like it was of an offense, but uh, just throwing it up. It's there. been so long since I played Blazing Blade, which we will probably be remedying before long, that I don't recall oh, if we'll he had any issue enough. being named Lloyd or not. <laughs> I, I'm going to guess it's not. It uh, it seems like too simple an issue for Fire Emblem. Uh, they have to complex that stuff up, so I, I highly doubt that. Um what do we got coming up for the next week as we look forward to uh, July? So we do have the uh, Summer's Arrival banner reruns starting uh, tomorrow morning. The Or maybe this past morning by the time you listen to this. The Legendary Hero Battle and Banner. Uh, we should be getting the video tonight and that start, the banner starts on the 30th. The Voting Gauntlet uh, that Good old-fashioned Father Complex Fray uh, starts on the 1st of July. The Bound Hero Battle Revival of Innocent Erica start on the 2nd of July. Uh, Heroes with Draconic Aura starts on the 3rd, replacing the Foreign Skills one. Uh, the usual skill banner rotating out. The lost, A new round of Lost Lore Spoils starts on the 4th. And Armored Mastery Quests start on the 4th as well. Sweet stuff. Good stuff. Now, uh, this is this is going to be the shortest Faye segment we've ever had, and and probably probably point back to when I originally uh, envisioned this show being like a twenty minute weekly show, and and we quickly found a way to to expand upon it, which is great. And uh, but we have one news story this week, and that is the fact that we, with the changing of the guards, with the resplendent heroes. Uh, Lind is in, which brings us our next hero coming on the 10th of July, which is uh, Mooseville Minerva, which gotta say, Eddie, she looks, she looks badass. Uh, this is, this is great. Oh yeah, she's, I mean, once again, I don't recall if her original art needed a glow up, but Mm -hmm. this is definitely a very nice glow up. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's uh you know I think the last moose spell we had was Ike right. I think so, and he yeah. looked like oh, I mean, and also it just has to do his arm was very similar to the armor that they decided to give him. Mm-hmm. But but this is yeah. uh this is really rad. She's got the like the long pole pole axe. Uh, so, so that she's got that from, she's got a bit of a um an evil tinge to her. I don't know, just a little bit. It could just be the the extra reds they've thrown in. I don't know yep. if you see that, but uh, yeah, I gotta say, I, I'm. I mean, Minerva is one of those characters that I don't have any sort of attachment to. Uh, we we obviously played Shadow Dragons, but that did not, you know, raise her up like uh, mm-hmm. like Echoes did, or or even Sacred Stones. Yeah, but Shadow Dragon in the form it is now didn't really. 
do much for any characters. No. But that being said, like I said, Sacred Stones, us playing through Sacred Stones has really brought a lot of those characters up for me in the sense that I, I really enjoyed my time with uh, with Sacred Stones and I have a newfound appreciation for a lot of characters like Ephraim and Erica and um, even even Ross and, and Loot and all those fun, all the flying characters as well because they were, they were just kicking butt. But uh, yeah, do you think you're gonna resub for Resplendent Minerva? Is this is this character gonna be on your normal as on your uh, current subscription? What, where are you at with that? Uh, my subscription just ended uh, like the day after Lind came out, and I'll probably wait till after Minerva comes out and get her because you know me, I like to get them all. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm. I gotta say, like Lind uh, didn't is not really tempting me. What's tempting me is is today was trying to get through tempest trials without using the auto start that was a that was a that was a hard uh um challenge for me just to kind of like tap tap get back in tap tap uh so i was i was close to seeing like you know lynn she you know whatever lynn looks cool let's let's just do this but i i held off and um with minerva i'm kind of sitting here again like oh, i'm tempted she does look cool i have no real attachment to the character i don't use her yeah. ever and there'll but be another tempest trials to get through around that time there will be yes we've got uh plenty of good grinding stuff coming up <laughs> Fire Emblem Heroes. Uh, but uh, yeah, 10 minutes, that's going to do it for Fire Emblem Heroes because, and you might be asking yourself, you're probably not, but you're probably, you might be asking yourself if this is your first episode. Wow, these are normally an hour and you're ending on 10 minutes. No, this is why we have Game Club. This is uh, this is an opportunity for us to discuss all the games that have, that have really inspired uh, every, if not most characters, not every, yeah, most characters in Fire Emblem Heroes. So we're going to enter the Outrealm Gate, and we're going to conclude Game Club for Fire Emblem Sacred Stones. And it's a good thing that the person who was thinking that did not bother to actually look at the length of the episode in his podcatcher or podcast program before it's true. he got to that point in the don't, episode. Don't you? Like, hey, man, I know, I know what you're trying to say, that people just jump in and don't, like, do the research. But sometimes no i was more kind of pointing out that your thing kind of is pointless when they look at it, the uh screen and realize no it goes on for a bit longer than this <laughs> okay you got me that's uh that makes sense that is a good point it does keep going it's not an error in the file this is you're not going to hear just blank noise for the next 40 minutes or however long we're gonna probably not 40 I've minutes i actually had that happen at some time so i haven't edits I have... it wrong Yep, I've had that happen too. It happens to everyone. It's a it's an honest podcaster's mistake. But uh, enough uh, chitter chatter. Let's get to the game club. Let's talk about Sacred Stones. This is our last chapter of Sacred Stones, and I have the luxury of discussing the final chapter. But honestly, I think Eddie has the best the best uh, slice of cake here with the epilogue because I love me some Fire Emblem epilogues. Um, anyways, uh, final chapter inside the Black Temple. Lion awaits Ephraim and Erica for the final battle. You know, it's funny. I keep switching back and forth between Lion and Leon. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, why break with tradition? Leon welcomes them and their challenge, but truly believes that he will be victorious in his quest to save, quote-unquote, Grado. With a slew of monsters at his disposal, Ephraim and Erica must work their way through the temple to take on Lion directly. 
Upon his defeat, it is revealed that this was the Demon King's plan all along. With Leon's sacrifice, the Demon King returns anew. Using the final Sacred Stone, they are able to trap the Demon King's soul. But the prison is not strong enough. In order to end this once and for all, Ephraim and Erica will need to take out the vessel for the Demon King. Uh, pretty pretty badass final chapter. Um, in the sense that it was it was for me it was fairly simple in the first section to kind of like weave through the map and take out most of the monsters there are yeah. a couple of uh high-end dragon monsters on either side of the map that caught that would have caused me some issue but i kind of just position I, I baited them out with a character that could take the hit um and and it was fairly simple yeah uh, some basic reinforcements through the game but i eventually surrounded leon and and was able to take him out i think Murr might have got the hit because he was a uh, he was he was he was he was a mage, right? It was pretty easy to take him out with the right character. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, it was, I think, maybe it was. It might have been Ephraim who dealt the killing blow on Leon, but uh, Erica was the only one who come up could come up and smack him without getting uh, assassinated. I think she critted on her first hit, which is why I was able to bring Ephraim up and finish the chapter then. Um. Mm-hmm. he he did have a, a high powered uh magic attack that was pretty devastating oh, yeah. to most characters so you're right like i yeah, think pretty much every character except i think it's for leon except erica would have mm-hmm. been one shot by him on his retaliation i think my ross was strong enough that he could take he could get a hit in with okay, uh with garm ross close enough yeah but uh in the second phase when the demon king um and I really, this is where I think a lot of people who played Sacred Stones and really liked the story and said, no, the story is really great. Because it is this story about this this character, Leon, who wants to save Grado so badly that he believes the only way to save Grado is to is to put Grado above all else and, and try to control the, the, the Demon King to get his way, right? And Well, was, my understanding was that, you know, his original goal was to engender everlasting peace, maybe even cure the dead or something like that. Sure. Uh, but the Demon King thwarted him. You know, by the time by this point, he wasn't he wasn't trying to save Grado anymore. He knew he had already lost to the Demon King, and he was trying to you know he was breaking out just to like fighting him from getting too powerful too quickly and broke yeah. out to talk to them right at the beginning well i i kind of sensed it in my playthrough and maybe maybe there's a difference here we just picked up on different points but it still felt like leon truly felt that in maybe you know maybe he knew it was not going to work but he felt as though he needed he needed to use the demon king's power to stop whatever was going to happen to grado some fatal sort of uh disaster that he could protect grado from and that was the reason he was trying to use the Demon King's power. But he still invited Ephraim and Erica to to strike him down and 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 uh, to end it, which was okay. the plan of the Demon King. So there, it really could be every little bit we've talked about. It could be a little bit that, everything. That might have been something on the Ephraim side because there Maybe. was no talk about this was my plan all along type thing. It was just when he died, it, I it seemed to me in my play in the erica side that it was already too late 
enough of the spell had gone by that he was fully resurrected or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I for me it was uh it was the demon king or it was us striking down Leon and basically the demon king like haha his sacrifice of his flesh has allowed me to be reborn or whatever it was my plan all along or some such nonsense like that. Um now again I played a couple days ago I might be forget, forgetting like the the nuances of it but in uh, maybe I just missed that part him saying him sacrificing his flesh you know because mm-hmm. I was doing it last minute trying to get make sure I got through it mm-hmm. although I had a couple hours done time between so maybe I just missed that part yeah it's it's blinking you miss it because it's just it's just some text yeah. but uh in the in the doom threatening grado thing I never heard anything about that in my playthrough but mm-hmm. I didn't go into grado so there was a I lot of from Sorry? No, I was just going to say there was talk like Leon had said, like there's some disaster that will befall Grado or whatever. And and, uh, and I, rem- I remember that coming up a couple times, like basically it's some sort of okay. prophecy or something that will happen. Like may- it could have even been the fact of the Demon King doing that, like whispering to this this flawed yeah. character to, to, to yeah, convince you, him. You dealt with Leon and Grado a lot more than I did. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I just got to short little discussion and my understanding was that you know he accepted the power to save his father or bring his father back even though it was just turned out to be just a puppet yeah that renee that had happened in my playthrough as well the the whole father resurrection it was a big point but yeah it's um it's interesting that you know when you converge these two stories that you wouldn't continue down that path and kind of bring bring the last five chapters together in, in, a, in an almost identical way but that's it's interesting to note those differences whether it's based on our actual playthroughs or just what kind of percolate you know kept kept going to the top when we have these dis- these discussions but um what basically happens in the second phase of the map is with leon dead the map sort of resets in a way that the demon king comes alive it's it's the final boss and, yeah, and it felt like a new map to me. Yeah, I'm trying Smaller. to it it um you know what it kind of it kind of felt like they they zoomed in a little bit on the map like they kind of it, it felt like the same room to me although you're right it was a smaller map more focused but it felt like they kind of restructured it and brought everyone you know br- brought the camera in but you know re, re- I, I took it like they went further into the temple cuz you start the map with Erica and Ephraim and everyone running up the, um, you know, running from up from the bottom of the screen, like where Leon's body was. Oh, okay. got pulled further into the temple. And, and you know, I might, this was again, the room that we were there. In. Yeah. I might be misremembering it. Cause now that you say that I, I do remember some movement, but the, the most important part was that this demon King comes up. He's got question mark, question mark, question mark health, which means he's got more than 99 and um not you're much more than 99 uh yeah well yeah more than not much more I, what was it like 125 or something i can't remember i, I was looking it up because i was like uh, oh, by God. the time erica and ephraim did their first hits he was below 99 okay he was visible so in this instance he's summoned he comes to life and and uh, you are able to trap uh the demon king's soul in the final sacred stone, but it's such a weak prison that you have to take out the, the vessel in order to seal the deal. And, um, after in the first turn, 
you might have characters that can reach him, but uh, at the end of his next turn, he's going to summon um, eight random monsters. And I'm going to be honest, like I was really anxious about this. Like it is the final boss. We've made it all this way. I haven't had anyone die. And uh, now we've got this big boss to fight. And yeah, someone dies. It's not a big deal. It's a it's a title card change. But I I managed to do it without anyone dying. And I think it was... I was cautious the first round, and then after that, I just detailed, okay, who can take the hit and kind of move them up and made sure that if they can take a hit from the dragon, they can also take a hit from the monsters. And then I got, you know, I got the Demon King closer, and I brought Murr in, and Murr critted on him with a 9% chance and took him out in one go. And I was just like, oh, wow, okay, Uh, I'll take it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's kind of fitting too, Mur being the you know the descendant to uh, to protect or guard at least the Black Temple. I thought that was pretty fitting. I did want you know Ephraim or Erica to take out Liana, as dark as that sounds, but he did say he would. Um, but uh, yeah, Mur taking out the Demon King it was it was pretty easy. Like once it was done, it was done. I was like, oh, all right, <laughs> that was simple. How did you do with I, the the final boss? Yeah, I didn't even. I didn't know about the extra monsters coming in. Didn't even worry about it. I sent Erica Ephraim straight up, smacked him, and um, then used Latona on Larachelle to heal him while bringing uh, Amelia and Luke closer so they could participate in later rounds, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And then the next round was able to... All the extra monsters popped up. I sent... I had Eric. Uh, Ephraim do an extra hit, and then Nimi came up and smacked him dead with the Nidhogg. Nice. Would have brought Nimi up the first round, but she would have died if he had retaliated. So, mm-hmm. but I used Latona to heal everyone to full health, thinking he would try and smack one of them, which would have killed them, Eric or Ephraim. But nope, he spent his turn summoning, which is like, oh, cool free hits yeah actually that's a good point i think i wasted because i i'll be honest i looked up like okay what's this guy gonna do just out of curiosity because if you have a character die or you are going for that perfect run you have to restart the whole chapter including the first section and that yeah did not sound appealing to me like i have a limited amount of time that i can play games and i have a even a limited more limited time to play this one i used my wii u cheat system to make sure nimi didn't die Man, I cannot. Uh, she didn't have a hundred percent hit, so I did. Um, I before sending Nimi up to attack, I did a uh, what are they? Restore point. Yeah. And uh, she didn't die. She took him out. And that's the thing is that when we get to a game where I'm playing on the Wii U, I'm I'm going to be worth every every ounce of energy it's going to take to to set that thing back up. But uh, yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. Um, that that were hey use what you got use the platform that you're playing on i fully uh, from the get-go when we started playing sacred stones way back in late january for me it was just a case i didn't want nimi to get killed last second yeah you know like that it's i I could have killed him either way i could have easily had erica smack him to death true although the think of the think of the war songs you would have um but yeah that's uh that's the final chapter it I mean, everything that comes out after it, we'll talk in the epilogue. So why don't you uh, go through your red up here and then we'll have a chat. Not not that much of an epilogue. We see everyone returning to their home, saying goodbye. 
and heading off and we get the after the credits we get the usual end cards although in some cases they are a little oblivious telling how everyone fared after the war and finding out either weird or disturbing the way ways magville politics work uh if you're wondering why i say that it's because both sets of siblings are considered king and queen so either they got <laughs> married to that. each other or or they they rule is is equal in, in yeah in tandem or something yeah, that's that's why I said it's weird politics potentially. That's not how I would have worded it. Yeah, because there's no indication of the card, like you know, of Innis saying after he passed, his sister took over and ruled well, or same oh. for Eric and Ephraim. You're saying across yeah. the board, it was like all the brothers and sisters were king and queen. Both both Tana and Erica were listed as queens, while their brothers were also listed as kings. So, huh. Again, not how I would have done it, <laughs> but yeah. you know what, uh, Magvel. Uh, the one, yeah. the one thing I will say about the epilogue that I thought was really there was a couple things. You got the you got the 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 uh, massive devastating event that affected uh, Grado with the, with that great landslide that's mentioned, um, mm-hmm. and it taking out large cities, and Ephraim saying I have to go to talking to Erica. I have to go to Grado. Um, there's been this disaster. We must support them. We can't leave them in this time of need. I want you to stay here and rule, which kind of sets up like the, you know, they're both ruling in their stead. And, um, and, and I thought that was really interesting. Unless I completely miss it. I don't recall any talk of a landslide in Grado. So that might've been something that's an Ephraim side only. So this is unfortunate. It feels like I'm getting more story as opposed to a different story. Like I, I don't know. Like, maybe because I spent more time in Grado, like, Ephraim is more... But then that would make sense, because in, in your playthrough, doesn't Ephraim go to Grado? So he would have all those yeah, same experiences. Yeah, Ephraim still went to Grado. See, that's that's unfortunate, yeah. because I really liked that moment in the epilogue, and that it really does set this... It sets this like okay, we're we're at peace. We are supporting each other as one continent. You know, all of Magvel as one, and we're gonna go and, to Grado. And there were some discussions in the end cards of people going back and rebuilding Grado, and uh, Ephraim's end card saying that you know he not just uh, rebuilding Renee, but rebuilding you know everywhere, the entire world after the War of the Stones as it comes to be called, but I don't recall any discussion of, you know, a landslide in Grado. Yeah, it was, um, and maybe it wasn't the epilogue, but maybe it was like the end. It felt like it was the end, or sorry, the epilogue, but I, um, I really liked that moment and it's unfortunate if you did miss it, but, um, alongside that moment, and maybe you got this as well in the epilogue, you get the, you get a a flashback to the first meeting between uh, uh, Leon and Erica and Ephraim when they were kids. And I thought that was a really touching way to end what is very much a tragic story between these friends. Uh, Did you get that at least? Yes, I did get that. That's what started the end cards. Yeah. And maybe the landslide was in one of the picture things. And I just... I stopped, didn't pay attention to the actual credits in the pictures. Uh, it wasn't in the credits. Saw the... 
it was a discussion. So if if you, unless you like accidentally skipped a whole discussion, like it's, yeah. Now I'm feeling like, I know I'm not crazy (laughs) because I, because I remember very clearly. I'm not saying you're crazy. And I'm not saying you're saying I'm crazy. I'm just like, I'm starting to think like, this just seems like poor design from the game standpoint and that they should have included it in both versions because I feel it, it would apply, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but it is important. Did you get one with um, Joshua and Johanna in your playthrough? No. Yes. Well, no. Joshua didn't. No. It, it was like basically the people who are from Johanna go back, and then Joshua like flips a coin. And it's like ah heads. I think I'll go home. And that was all I got for Joshua. So you didn't have a scene in Johanna on in the cutscenes. You had. Larachel outside of the castle in Renee and inside the castle in Renee. Yeah, he t- she talked she talked to Rannick and said like, "Oh, you're coming home with me," and I was like, "Oh man, that was about it." I don't remember much more than that. Like they were basically like, like, "Ha we're gonna go home." I, I was more talking about like the um, actual kind of cutscenes showing different maps. Uh, yes, because mine had one in Johanna there. Okay, I don't know if I saw that one. So yeah, mine has. I'm, I'm replaying it quickly in the background, but mine has Erica talking about trying to resurrect Father and Leon, but knowing such things, you know, she cannot wish for such things. Oh, I didn't get that. No so we got hurts. we got different. We did get different endings yeah. then. That's interesting. Yep. Okay. We must learn to accept sorrow, take it into our hearts, and tame our grief is how she ends it so okay but there's no talking of um oh yes and if leon here were here with us what would what do you think he would want and agreeing to see hit you know see his thing through so Mm -hmm. we did get different endings interesting okay well maybe i'm not uh i'm I'm not as worried then i i'm i take it all back i I think that's really great i mean we played two routes right so yeah their goal is for you to go back and play the other route to see what you missed so theoretically if you were not doing it like we did and playing it through on your own you know yeah one person playing through going through both routes eventually you would theoretically see both things Mm mm-hmm no, that makes sense. I, I think, uh, I, I think, okay, yeah. So looking all back at this, yeah, as two separate playthroughs, this this makes a lot of sense. There's, there's quite a bit of overlap, but I think once you get to that moment of choice, yeah, gi- giving you something so that your second playthrough on the similar chapters after the split mm-hmm. is not the exact same as your first playthrough. And what I would recommend to folks, uh, obviously, this is a little late. But if you're listening to this and you haven't played Sacred Stones and you're thinking about it, uh, like a moment in Three Houses, you're going to want to create a save like a save that is separate from your main save at the split or before the split, because then this way I you can go back. I think it warns you at the split, so yeah? when you're okay. about to start the split. Yeah, so I could definitely. be wrong, but... I, uh, I remember a, a warning of some kind, so um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited that that uh, we got a chance to play Sacred Stones. It's a game that's been on my, you know, Fire Emblem list of shame because it's obviously available here in North America. I I had access to it and just hadn't played it before. So, yeah. Any other thoughts on Sacred Stones before we uh, close the book on this one? 
No, that's about all. Cool beans. All uh, right. I, w- I will note that the reason I said the end cards were a bit oblivious is that Tethys and Ewan being brother and sister, there was no reference to Ewan's death in Tethys's thing. Even just a small one, you know, despite the loss of her brother, she went on to do this or whatever. Mm. So they yeah. weren't they weren't like sort of um, dependent on characters dying, like they hadn't got that far. Nope. If any were dependent on characters dying, I didn't let that character die or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Which might also be why both, you know, Tana and Erica are listed as queens and their brothers are listed as kings, so they didn't have to change anything in case one of them died. Because Innis could die. I don't know if Ephraim could have. No. Um, okay, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. But, uh, yeah, no, the the title, the epilogue cards were... I, I read the ones of the characters that I that I liked and the characters that I knew nothing of. Like, you know, Colm's uh, still an ass. Um, he does mm-hmm. not he does not uh, somehow change his tune um, by the end of it, and they mm-hmm. still portray Nimi as a as a girl who loves to cry, which is uh, interesting. Um, interesting pairing with those two. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I don't know if if I had actually done support, if that would have changed any of the end cards. Uh, I never well, I mean, you, you had the ultimate or two. unsupport when you killed a character and it didn't make a difference, so... True. <laughs> but I, I, I know in um, Three Houses, if, you know, depending on support levels, they'll pair up certain characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know definitely in, like, Fates and Awakening, you would get different characters if you had them marry or not but this one you don't act in three houses and in this one you don't actually marry them Mm -hmm. so that's true yeah that's a good point um but yeah it's uh it was a fun game i'm glad we played it it took it took us uh i before we started recording i kind of went back and tried to ballpark when we started and i think it was late january so it took about uh it took about five months to get through and i mean we were sporadic here and there but i think we got really you know on pattern near the end but um, not to sort of uh, put a pause like we normally do after uh, Game Club. We are going to, we are obviously going to take a break from Game Club, but we have our next Game Club lined up and ready to go and the date chosen, and that is Fire Emblem Three Houses Cindered Shadows. It's the DLC side campaign, and we are going to be starting it on July 26th, which is as close as we could get it to for the Fire Emblem Three Houses anniversary, which came out a year ago around that day. And it might even be to the day I, I I looked it up briefly, and I think it was. I think it came out July 26th, and we are going to be recording on July 26th. So um, I'm excited to play this. I'm going to pick up the DLC expansion. I never I never uh, did, and or I guess I should say the expansion pass because I can't buy things individually. But um, mm-hmm. it, it, there is a there is a chapter by chapter setup for that game, right? Yes, you, you've played it, which is. I mean, like, even the main game had a chapter-by-chapter setup. It just had a very long um, lot of running around in between the actual battle chapters and extra battles you could do. This is more traditional, like Sacred Stones, where you go from one chapter to the next. You do have uh, the... You have Abyss map, which you can run around in and do some repairs and buying, but you cannot do extra battles. You do 
set battles with a set group of characters, uh, set skills, set classes. You, cannot, uh, you can change classes, uh, but it's preset classes that they already have. So it's far more of a traditional as opposed to the as to the main Three Houses games. Uh, and the reason we're doing this is because it is a separate story. Uh, there are little to no spoilers. Uh, and really, the only spoilers I can think of off the top of my head are um, already revealed if you've seen anything about the game or just seen Bilothin um, in... Smash Brothers. Right. Because of the sword. He already has the sword by then. So. And in the instance of, um, just just so everyone's aware, for Cindered Shadows, there's a point in the main game you need to get to to access it, right? Um, as far as I'm aware, there is not. Okay. I thought there was uh, It's a... just in the main game, after you get to a certain point, you can access Abyss in the main game. Oh, okay. But... But you as can just access. As far as I'm aware, the moment you download the DLC, even if you've never played the main game, you can jump straight into Cinder Chats. It's uh, side. It, I think it might be like side stories or something from the main menu. Okay. And you go straight in. It has its own separate save s- slots. It is very much a side story. Um, so that I'm I'm looking forward to it. We I am going to jump back into Three Houses. If you're wondering why we've, you know, it is nice to kind of line it up with the one year anniversary, but this also gives us some time to to break from a Fire Emblem game, but also jump in and, and reacquaint ourselves with the systems and um, obviously purchase and download the expansion pass in my case. But uh, I'm excited to play it. Um, came out early, uh, you know, it came out March of this year. It wasn't too long ago. Yeah. So February it's February or Mar- might have been before March, but Yeah, I'm trying so yeah, because I remember March. it was pre pandemic. It was it was definitely pre pandemic. Yeah. I remember that. Uh so yeah, we're gonna talk about Cindered Shadows. Uh we're gonna go through I, I believe just chapter one on the first go, just to ease ourselves in. And uh I'm really looking forward it, to it. It it's short enough that I figure we can just do one chapter a week and be good. Perfect. Still take about six or seven weeks. I can't remember if it's six or seven chapters. We might do the very final chapter right after the second to last, because if I recall correctly, the final chapter is very similar to the second half of the final Sacred Stones chapter. Okay. You just have one guy you have to fight and maybe he summons ads. Okay. Cool. Well, it's been I'm... a while, so if I'm remembering wrong, then we can change it then, but... I'm very much looking forward to it. Just like Sacred Stones, it's it's one I'm excited to play. Uh, it's uh, yeah. So uh, we will be back uh, next week, but we will also be back with Game Club in a couple weeks as we talk about Cindered Shadows. Uh, Eddie, that is going to do it for this week. Everyone, please visit us on the web, gamersinpodcast.com/slash/fay. You'll find all our past episodes there. And uh, you can email the show if you have thoughts on Sacred Stones or even Cindered Shadows. You can email us, Fay at gamersinpodcast.com. Be sure to check out the Fire Emblem channel and the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. That is the best place to engage with us when it comes to Summoner's Call and Fire Emblem Heroes. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at rmurphy, at Fear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers in for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforest.net, our go-to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning.